All right. Photographs. Hello, Sam. Hello, Mr. Dingle. How's it going? Uh, good. How are you? It's Friday. It is Friday. Yeah. Uh, right very now it's exciting. Friday. Um, uh-huh. If if by some chance this ended up on the internet and people were listening to it, uh, post, it might not still be Friday. It might not be. It could be um, Tuesday, maybe Sunday. Wow. I don't know. Wow, that is trippy. It's pretty trippy. It's crazy, right? <laughs> Crazy! Oh my god! Today so, is Friday. So Simon, I've been mm-hmm. having kind of this existential crisis this week about like taking photos in my oh life. Oh, and I not taking was... not taking enough. I thought we were <laughs> headed into more serious territory than that. Taking photos, yeah. I can deal with. Let me let, let me for taking photographs is serious business, and I know that you're kind of a, a, a camera nut, so so you can't disagree with me. Mm-hmm. So. My mom has been very sick this week, and I'm sorry. I've been sort of driving. Oh, it's okay. She's she's actually fine, but we thought it was serious for a while. It turns out it's not. But um, you know, I had this moment, sort of driving to the hospital on on um, Tuesday, I think it was, and we thought she'd had a stroke. It turned out to not be a stroke. Um, wow. I was driving there, and I was thinking, I don't have enough photographs of my mother, and it was this weird thing because I see my mom like we hang out every two weeks at least. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the last time I actually took photographs of us was years ago, and I was it, it just kind of started me thinking about how bad we are in general, or maybe just me, um, at capturing the kind of things that happen in our mm. lives and taking lots of photos of things. It's this weird thing because, I mean, like you've, you've got kids, so you know this, like their first two years of their lives, you take photographs every time they put their finger up their nose because it's adorable or whatever. Yeah. And the first two years of your lives are completely documented and never again. And we kind of stopped doing that. Um, I don't think I've ever actually stopped taking photographs of them. But um, really, yeah, it's because they are ridiculously photogenic. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, but also yes. it's I don't I don't feel like I'm getting the full potential of the photographs I do have of them because um, I just I have like twenty thousand photographs on my computer, and they're completely mm. unsorted, unprocessed, un. Because it's one of those things yeah. where you're like, oh, I'll do it later when they're more. I've just imported a hundred uh. photographs, but I'm gonna wait and then yeah. I'll go and and then you wait and then um and then you just never do it and then now it's this now it's this insurmountable uh yeah, job yeah. this prospect of going and sorting through twenty thousand photographs where as if if I'd done it at like five a day or a hundred uh. every time I imported them, I wouldn't be having this problem now. Sure. But there is this weird thing with, with things like photos, you know, like there's always the question of how much you want to sort them and how much sourcing them makes sense. So I, so my photos are just classified by year, basically. So at the start of every year, I open a new, a new folder that says 2013 mm-hmm. and any photo I take in 2013 gets dumped in the 2013 folder. And that is the extent of my tagging and naming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that that's, that's kind of enough because it, you know, you go, you go through photos and as long as you can place more or less when it was, you can usually remember what was happening. Right. So who would you be tagging them for? I guess is the question for posterity. Well, it's not just the tagging; <laughs> it's the sorting through and the taking out the blurry ones and cropping where it needs uh, to happen and applying some filters in Lightroom and doing that yeah. kind of stuff. I just, I never. Yeah. Luckily, technology is uh, 
is, as with most things, coming to the rescue. So, mm. so I don't know if you've seen the latest update for Google+. Plus. Um, but what Plus does now is when you upload your photos to Google, it does a, it mm. does an, uh, a prioritization job on them. So oh, that's cool. It looks for photos of people you know. It looks for people smiling in photos. It looks for photos yeah. that aren't out of uh, focus, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then it kind of presents those photos above the others, and it makes it easy for you that to quickly crazy. get to your best photos and share them. And then it's got the automatic uh, image optimization stuff going on now too. Very um, cool. Google Plus is where I keep my photos. Which, which, so I, I've, I kind of historically use Picasa to, and I use it mainly for work, you know, because I spend my life building presentations. Um, so I have a whole bunch of stock images in there that are tagged as I need them. Those I tag. I don't tag my actual photos. Um, but what's great about Picasa is it's always sort of uploaded automatically to Picasa Web or whatever. Yeah. Um, and since Google Plus came out, it just uploads to Google Plus, and you have almost infinite free upload space, which is which is pretty nifty. So at least if there's a fire in my house, I won't have to go and grab all my hard drives. You know? Right. Uh, and that online storage is becoming more and more important, right? So I, I used mm. to pay for extra space for Gmail and Google Drive. Now I think everybody gets 25 gigs or something. Uh, yeah. And I think they're still charging me for it. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> you should probably uh, go and check that out. I saw you, Flickr's yeah. just up, like, uploaded their, updated theirs to like, what's a terabyte a terabyte, dude. That's, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that's that's a lot of photographs of your food. I mean, I've got a <laughs> I've got a lot of photographs, but we're talking like three hundred gigabytes. A terabyte would uh, would wow. work for me. Yeah. You check it out. Flickr. Yeah. Dot com. I'm not sure if that's on the free one, but I I think it is. Go and have a look. It's it's mm. you know some desperate ploy for Flickr to remain relevant. Let's be honest. Yeah. So um, there's a picture of a panda. Hmm. Um. So I, but I like the way technology rewards us for being messy uh, because that's what Google's yeah, doing. Yeah. I've been messy with my photographs for the last eight years. I should be punished, but instead I'm being rewarded. It's awesome. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I don't know many people who are very good at cataloging their photographs. I think I don't know if anyone, if everyone takes as many as you do, though. Um, mm, no, I pro- so I'm probably not even reason. that bad. Uh, I think mm. there are people who take way more photographs than I do on a daily basis. Mm. Tell me something. Do you still use your fancy camera ever? I don't ever use my fancy camera because it was stolen. Oh, what a sad story. I know, right? Jeez, this is a real downer of a freaking episode so far. (laughs) Yeah, uh, my my Nikon was stolen. Um, And I've been meaning to replace it. I I was actually thinking of getting a uh, a Nex 7, the Sony. Um, Mm, mm. I was reading Trey Ratcliffe did a... A blog post about how he switched over from his D800 full frame Nikon camera to to a Sony Nex7 as his primary shooter, and yeah. um, and it's amazing what these these tiny mirrorless cameras can do now. Yeah, it's um, pretty wild. So I'm thinking of getting one of those, but in the absence of uh, an SLR or, or equivalent, um, I, I don't feel like I'm missing much because my my phone is just such a damn good camera. 
So this is what I was about to raise, right? So so Mark, as you know, is like a pretty serious photographer Your and guy. has been for many years. My guy. Yeah. Um, and he's got all the, the fancy lenses and the fancy thingies that go in the fancy. I don't know. He's got uh-huh. a whole bunch of things that are very expensive that plug into this camera, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him take that camera out of its bag for like a year. Um, when we <laughs> The last time we went traveling together, both of us brought our huge fancy cameras. And afterwards, so, so when I was looking at my photos from Spain, which I was doing the other because I'm going through this like, oh my God, I don't take enough photos in my life thing. Um, I was having a look and I took at least three quarters of those photographs, even while traveling, which is when you do want the fancy camera off my phone. And guess what? They don't look much worse than the ones Mm -hmm. I took on the fancy camera. Fair enough, I'm a terrible photographer, but you know, I I don't know if, if there's that much necessity anymore unless you are pretty serious about the craft, I think, of photography. Well, it's all about the craft, right? A, a good camera doesn't get you good shots. Uh, you, mm. you, you give like a full-frame Canon or Nikon camera to a chimp, uh, they're not going to yeah. take good photographs with it. It's all about mm. the craft, uh, even if you're shooting but, on but, your phone. But if you gave them an iPhone with Instagram, they probably could. <laughs> this is the crazy uh, thing uh, about Instagram. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, but not as good as, you know, Trey Ratcliffe or Nick Knight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and I, so, so I what? just have my iPhone 5. Um, and a, yeah. a lot of camera phones have come out since then claiming yeah. to be iPhone killers. The iPhone 5's camera, in my tests, beat the Galaxy S4. Okay, it was a pretty hmm. narrow thing. Uh, in low light, yeah. it's a toss of the coin. Uh, in clear hmm. light, it's an even match. Um it it beats the, the the Nokia Lumia 900, which was supposed to have the best camera ever in the world. Um, yeah. It's you know, so I just I just use my iPhone for shooting everything pretty much. Yeah, definitely. So so this fancy camera that you're thinking of buying, the fancy Sony, the next, uh, yeah. Yeah. What 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 situations do you feel like you'd use that in? Mm, landscapes, uh, portraits. Okay. I would, so actually explicitly going out to take photograph adventures. Yeah, possibly. Right? I, what I like yeah. about the Nex is it's a full fifth the size of a, of a normal SLR. So, mm. uh, so I feel like I would probably take it to more places than I take my, uh, my phone. Mm, maybe. I mean, you're always going to have your phone on you, though. That's, that's obviously the, the thing. Yeah. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to actually have places where I don't take my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, trying to trying to get yourself out of the matrix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, I'm thinking, been thinking about like Google Glasses or Google Glass, whatever. Um, yeah. So as much as the idea of them sort of weirds me out still a little bit, I'm not sure why it weirds me out. There is no logical good reason that Google Glass should weird me out a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing that I love about that concept is that I can I can think of several times where I've been driving down the road and I've seen something freaking bananas, you know, just because Joburg is crazy and you're driving up the street and you see a guy sort of riding a bicycle with bananas hanging on the side and he's wearing a, I don't know, a gorilla suit. This has never actually happened. But, you know, you see crazy things and by the time you've reached for your phone and your bag on the back seat, it's gone. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like the idea of being able to just, I don't know, you okay, wink, glass. don't you, to take a photograph. There's okay, a, glass, wink. There's a little hack you can do to wink. Otherwise, you, you ask Glass kindly to take a photograph for you. Uh, and that's cool. It can be I pretty mean, weird, it mean, though. It means you can take photographs when your hands are full. Um, yeah. And, or uh, just like when you're hanging out with friends and it's, it's, it's kind of a bit awkward to grab your camera and say, okay, everybody, we're taking a photo now. Put a fake smile on your face. Because it's not going to be awkward if you have a camera strapped to your face the whole time. 
and everybody <laughs> knows they're permanently on the camera. No, no, that's not awkward. <laughs> yeah, okay, clearly that is why glass wears me out. Yeah, you'll just be like winking randomly at people who'll think that you're trying to pick them up or something. <laughs> Look, I, 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 no, I'm just taking photos. <laughs> by, the time, by the time glass goes to market, I think you know, they're going to be a lot smaller than the monstrosities that they are now. Um, mm. And, you know, maybe one day this kind of stuff can get built into conventional photo frames, you know, maybe uh, glasses frames. Maybe it doesn't, maybe, maybe yeah. it doesn't look any different from the kind of glasses that you're wearing now. And then maybe, and then it's cool, but still that social contract is, is changed now when, mm. you know, when, when people know that they're potentially always on camera when they're talking to you. Uh, that changes everything. Either yeah. that so, or it, in the short term people think about it and then, you know, after a while it just becomes – it's like the reality TV shows. After a while everybody yeah. just forgets about the camera, you know. I think that is what hap- will happen. So I used to have this lecturer at, at UCT named uh, Professor David Benatar who's, who's, who's quite notorious in, amongst the philosophy circles if such a thing exists. Um, and he, he's, he's a strange man, like, like unbelievably intelligent. Um, but he's paranoid about having his photograph taken. He believes that it's, you know, he, he's constructed this, this idea that it could be photo manipulated and then used against him in some terrible way. So wow. he's, he's quite famous, like he's published books and everything, but there is not a single photograph of him on the internet. And I've seen him give public lectures where, you know, people have pulled out their phone and taken a photo of him and he's tracked down those people after the event and stood freaked out and said, please delete that. I'm going to stand here until you delete it off your phone. Uh, he um, sounds a little crazy. He's a bit, he's a bit crazy. Yeah, he's, he's very. <laughs> uh, extremely. Um, but, and you he know, could people never go to like, London. No, no. And he could never live in the future where everyone has Google Glass and he won't even know when people are taking uh-huh. photos of him. Yeah. He certainly could not live there. Yep. So what does he do? What to do for our crazy professor? I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, he's got to, I don't know, wear a bag over his head permanently. Get a, get a, 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 a burqa is probably the only thing he can do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that that kind of sense of privacy um, yeah. doesn't, doesn't exist in the same way. Yeah, it's just uh, photography is just becoming ingrained in every – I mean, I use photography in meetings. How, how many pictures of whiteboards have you taken in your life? Yeah. Oh, dude, totally. <laughs> like three a day. I also, because I sketch a lot, I, you know, I just I sketch out ideas and I, I, I draw mind maps and shit. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, who's going to scan that? So all of that gets photographed and dumped in Evernote as well. Hey, have you um, seen the update to Evernote? Did you get it? No, uh, which one? Which one? Uh, update to Evernote? I don't know. If, I, for think Mac it, or for, I think it might just be on iPhone the iPhone or? at the moment. But now the reminders in Evernote Ew. are actual reminders. Um, and they have due dates and everything. And if you set a reminder in a note, it, it uh, puts the note at the top of that notebook. Um, so That's they're, pretty they're, cool. They're really beefing up the sort of GTD stuff in, in Evernote. Yeah, they're not, they're not ready for me. <laughs> oh, I mean, we've, we've oh. discussed my, my kind of GTD obsession. Um, yeah, but I, no, that's good. It's good. If I, if I can one day collapse my entire life into any one digital product, it would be Evernote. Have Evernote you seen is uh, the, the secret weapon? No. What is this thing? The secret weapon is a GTD system for Evernote. A pretty serious one what? too. What? Yeah. Okay. So there goes the rest of my morning. I think it's thesecretweapon.org. 
guess. I will go and investigate Evernote and GTD. Hmm, well spotted. Yeah. So speaking of, of, of crazy photograph people, though, um, <laughs> have you ever heard of this of the, the president of Chech- Chechnya? Chechnya? I think it's Chechnya. Sure, I've heard of him. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I Ramzan, don't know him personally. No, his name's like Ramzan no, something. Him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hung out with him last week. No, dude, you've got to go and check out this guy's Instagram feed. It is the funniest thing you've ever seen. So he's the president of a country, but he's, I think he's about, I don't know, he's in his 30s and he's got this crazy, weird lumberjack beard. And he has this Instagram feed of him with tigers and him in like velour jumpsuits riding deer. Red. It's, it's so funny. Um, it's just like, and he's, he's a, he's a, He's so obsessed with Instagram, he recently appointed a cabinet minister um, that he met on Instagram. And he was following this guy's photo feed and decided based on that that this guy would make a really great cabinet minister. It's really funny. Yeah, Instagram taken to the next level. Do you think he'll be my friend on the internet? I'm going to follow him. President of Chechnya. How do you find him? What is his name? Tiger guy. Uh, Let me me look quickly. I do follow him. It's 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 Ramzan something. Um, I don't know. I'll have to send you the link. So so look for President of Chechnya Instagram on the internet, and it will tell you his full name because there's I don't know. People have been writing about how hilarious his Instagram feed is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's I mean, so worth it. You see pictures out of the White House too. Barack Obama posts pictures of his kids and his wife and. I guess yeah. that's just the world we live in now, and everybody kind of fe- mm. feels familiar. You're you're seeing personal pictures of people all day. You're not just seeing pictures of Barack Obama shaking hands with the president of China or whatever. Um, mm. You're seeing very personal pictures of you know the most powerful man in the world. Um, yeah, but he's not as cool as the president of Chechnya. I've never seen a photo of Obama wrestling well, a tiger. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, obviously, <laughs> nobody beats it that would be guy. Pretty wild if he did. Plus, yeah, you know, totally. Obama's not putting filters on his photographs yet. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> no, but it's the true curve. though. I mean, you, I you, see, you see, yeah, and I think it, it changes how people relate to people in power. I mean, the fact that everyone knows that Obama plays his weekly basketball game, and I don't know, it, it gives you a much warmer sense of of the person who's making very important decisions about everyone's life. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also take pictures of business cards. Uh, I actually take them with my Evernote clients. Yes. I've got a business card yeah. folder on Evernote because it does the automatic OCR. And I'm terrible. Do you do Your the, business the, card do will last two app, seconds the Evernote in my contact thing? Uh, no, I don't, I don't even bother with that. I just All I do is I, I, when somebody gives me a business card, take a picture of it, either give it back to them or smoke it or whatever. And then mm. if, I, if I'm looking for their person or their company or, you know, it'll show up in a search in Evernote because it's been OCR'd. So I don't feel like I need them in mm. my address book. Because uh, a lot of business cards you get from people, it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll talk one day. I don't know. But I, yeah. it doesn't feel like, <laughs> like I need to Shame. go to the extra effort of, well, you know, and yeah. people do that with my – I don't have business cards. But if I had – People would do that with mine too, and I'd be okay with that. No, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. It's like you want um, to keep it around, but this isn't exactly your case. new BFF, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, I've also started doing it with recipes. So, um, you know, like my gran, one of the things she left me is um, this, this 
gorgeous handwritten book of recipes that she collected over, you know, hundreds of years, not hundreds, nice. she that long, but, you know, um, which is awesome, you know, and all those family recipes and things. Um, but I've photographed all of those things and dumped them in Evernote and, um, you know, things that I, I find on people's fridges and huh. in other people's books, because then it's searchable and you can, you can tag stuff and right. it's far more useful than having loads and loads of reference books. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's the yeah. secret sauce in Evernote for me is, is the OCR stuff. Uh, and I think a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people uh, don't know about that. But you take a picture of anything, tit- you know, book titles, recipes of your grandmother's. It even recognizes handwriting pretty well. My handwriting's terrible, and it, it does a pretty good job yeah. of. Uh, well, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so that's 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 what makes Evernote so awesome to me. It's really good at that stuff. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's what I really like about, you know, where Evernote is going is uh, the company um, use Evernote as their primary business tool. And I think by eating their own dog food and trying to use it as personal, a personal tool in their own lives, this is how they keep uncovering these new needs and developing the product in these different directions. It's ridiculous um, how successful they are. Yeah, been. and it is. It's, 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 and there's it's talks amazing. of an IPO. Yeah. How bananas yeah. is that? Um, it's, it's funny cause I feel like they're sort of a lone horse, you know, everything else has been swallowed up by the Google ecosystem or the Mac ecosystem or the Yahoo ecosystem, mm. but you know, there's Evernote kind of sitting by itself doing its own thing and being amazing. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be sad if Evernote got bought by, by one of the big guys. Well, if it was Yahoo, at least you'd know they wouldn't mess it up or they, they'd promise not to like they have with Tumblr. <laughs> Shame, it's so cute. Did you see that on Marissa Mayer's Tumblr where she was yeah. like, promise not to screw it up. <laughs> you know, I've been, through, I've been through an acquisition, not on that scale yeah. in terms of money, um, but probably yeah. on that scale in terms of people, etc. Um, and, mm. uh, and, and the way that Yahoo and the way Marissa Mayer has, has handled this thing, that's exactly what you should be doing because – the first problem you always have mm. is existing customers being worried about what this thing that they use and love uh, is going to become as part of a big mm. corporate. They don't want you to mess it up. Mm. Um, and then you've you've got the people inside the company as well who believe very strongly in what they're building and you don't want to lose that yeah. sense of culture and purpose either. I mean, there's always there's always a lot of people who leave when when something that they love is bought by a, a giant company that they, they they don't they're not sure that they can trust. I mean, you know, Flickr obviously is, is the great example of this, um, which is obviously why Marissa was was promising this. I mean, I think Yahoo bought Flickr at the time. Flickr just had this incredible community, and I think Yahoo just didn't understand the community side of it. Um, I think they still don't really understand social. Well, Flickr hasn't really um, changed, to, to be fair. Yeah. Though. I mean. Uh, Flickr's become like the the inside baseball place for for photographers. Yeah, like you'll only yeah. really find other photographers on on Flickr. It's true, and that's a problem that a lot of photographers have with Flickr is they kind of you know that's not why they take photos so that other yeah so that they can be critiqued by other photographers. That's cool, but it's you know it's important that if they're going to share their stuff somewhere that it it breaks out of that circle. 
Although what's pretty funny about Flickr, I don't know if you've ever gone to the camera finder page. So if you go flickr.com forward slash cameras, I think it is. Yeah, it shows you now. what the most popular cameras are. And it's mostly the Apple. It's, it's mostly the iPhone. Um, you yeah. know, I think the top like three or four phones are various versions of the iPhone. So yeah, they, they are, they are, um, mostly people who are quite serious about photography, but it's, it's funny to see. And this, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with, with, is it worth having big fancy cameras anymore? Um, yeah, that even even people who are fairly serious about this stuff are getting quite serious using their iPhone. <laughs> well, exactly. You were saying like your guy, he's uh, he's he's a serious photographer, but now most of his photos are, are taken with his iPhone. You know, yeah. So I guess yeah, that's definitely. just. Yeah. At one stage, Apple was making a noise Have about ever- the iPhone being the world's most popular camera. I guess it is. Well, according to Flickr, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, have you ever tried one of those like screw-on lenses or clip-on lenses onto the iPhone? Like the Olo clip or something. I have not. Yeah, yeah. I have not. Um, I'd be interested to know whether it makes a difference. Well, you know, it's gonna it's gonna give you sort of um, it'll give you it'll give you fish eye if that's what you want, um, or, or mm. something with a slightly you know wider frame. Um, mm. But it's not going to, I mean, you know, it's not going to make, it's not going to change the quality of the photos as such. Um, yeah. It's just going to change aspect ratios and, and all the rest mm, of it. Mm, mm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I feel like we're running out of time. Oh, dear. I should let you go do your thing then. Oh, do you have a long Friday ahead of you? I have, uh, I have a Friday ahead of me. I don't know how long it's going to be. <laughs> Probably pretty much the same length as every other I, Friday. I, I have a, I <laughs> have a feeling that hours. it's going to be about yeah. that long, exactly, <laughs> and um, and uh, that it will in fact be a Friday, and it might involve updating Evernote on the Mac because I just saw that that's happened now. Well, you have screwed up my productivity for the whole day. I hope you know because now I have to go and look at this the secret recipe thing or the secret secret weapon thing. And I, I have to I go look at this now. I don't now, use and it this will probably be a black hole that I sink into. Yeah, I, I haven't tried it. I don't. Yeah. I don't use anything. I like you know we've discussed this before. I have a to do list that I put stuff on and then mm. never do anything mm. with. But um, <laughs> but uh, I've heard good things. So you know maybe it's maybe it's cool. for you. You know. I will go and check it out. Awesome. Red. Well, it's been it's been okay, emotional, dude. Sam. Yeah, this has been a pretty intense one. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but I'll chat to you next week, and we can talk about Woo-hoo. something something fun. Speak yeah. to you later, lady. Keep it real. Okay. Bye. Bye.